Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. It's post Hand and Fury, and I still miss it. I definitely can't wait for next year. But this year at the fest, I got to meet a lot of people who have been on the podcast, and I met some people who are future guests of the podcast. And that had me really excited because that was like something new for me. And it's like uh, part of this whole like um, uh, podcast process. It's like it's like another new layer meeting my guests who I haven't met yet in person. I think that's awesome. But on Saturday, I was excuse me on Saturday of the fest. I was in the lobby. I was um, I just bought some inclination merch. I was waiting for Garrett to come up from the basement so we can go to his car and dump our merch and not have to worry about holding it. And in the lobby, I saw um, Marissa, aka Mercy, walk by. So I stopped her and introduced myself and had a great interaction with her. I was really um, like I was really excited um, that she was really nice because I always get nervous um, before having anybody on that I don't know personally. So it was a great interaction, super nice girl. And I was really happy to have had her on the podcast. It was fun, learned a lot about her that I had no idea about. And I hope you guys enjoy the conversation that we had. So without further ado, welcome Mercy to the podcast. doing great this is what i love to do i love being able to talk to people so um thank you for joining the the podcast yeah no problem thank you for having me um so i, I kind of wanted to um just kind of start from the very beginning kind of could you talk about like your upbringing and like how you got into making music yeah so um my dad actually um is the musician as well and he raised me going to piano lessons, vocal lessons, um, just making sure that I knew what I was doing so I wasn't making his ears cringe all the time. Okay. Um, and then eventually throughout high school, I was in band and um, vocal ensemble. And then in college, I studied music. And from there, I learned how to sing classically and all different kinds of um, aspects of the industry I learned about. And then I joined some bands. Um, the bands were fun, but then I realized that I liked making my own music a lot. And that's kind of where Mercy came from. Okay, cool. There's a lot to dissect there. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> just put it all into one sentence. No, it's great. It's fine. It's fine. We have plenty of time. So uh, when you're younger, I'm... Did you want to um, learn music or is that something you just kind of did because your dad um, told you to? I mean, I definitely at first felt a little forced because I was only four when I signed, when my dad started me in piano lesson. Okay. And I remember doing everything I could to get out of the lesson. I would ask for water, go to the bathroom. <laughs> but um, 
eventually I started to enjoy it. Um, once I hit around like middle school, high school, um, I wanted to start taking lessons more. So uh, yeah. up until middle school, were you um, strictly just learning the piano? The piano, yeah. And I also, um, my parents signed me up for some perf- like singing lessons, I guess. Um, they were kind of singing lessons, maybe almost performance lessons. I don't know. But um, that was almost around the time where I didn't really feel like I wanted to be doing it yet either. I've always had an interest in music, though, but I was raised more on like the Stevie Wonder, Frank Sinatra, Donna Summer type of music. Not what I listen to at all now. But I mean, I love that music still. It's just um, those are my roots. Okay. On what? Yeah. And you said um, when you're younger, you, you tried to get out of um, doing the lessons by taking breaks and whatnot. Um, at any point, did you just get like super fed up and wanted to like rebel and just quit it all? Definitely had moments of that um, because obviously, with my parents signing me up for the lessons, they always wanted me to practice and. My dad told me he would practice when he was my age, like seven or eight hours a day, which didn't even seem possible. And so he would, if I didn't practice for more than two hours, he'd get strict. But I, so at those points were the times I was like, I don't want to do this. Like I have things I can do. I can go hang out with my friends. (laughs) But um, I don't know. I think once they stopped being as strict about it is when I started to enjoy it. I'd say. Okay. And you said in middle schools when you started to actually in, or take more interest in wanting to learn music? Yeah. Well, in middle school was around the time where I started forming interest in like my own music and not just what my parents taught me to like. Um, I started like enjoying my like bands that I liked. I got into like um, bands. Let me think of some bands. Um I really liked Head Automatica in middle school. Okay. I, re- I remember that band. I, yeah. Um, Daryl from Glassjaw sang in that band. And I remember they were kind of my gateway to all of this, like all kinds of music. Um, and that's when I started realizing that I really liked, um, really liked music on my own terms. And in high school, I joined a band. And that was kind of when I started becoming friends with everyone in my area and other bands. And um, it became my lifestyle, I guess. What kind of band was it and what did you do in the band? Um, Well, I joined actual marching band in high school. And then the drumline coach noticed that I sang. And he came up to me one day and he said... um, hey, uh, have you ever thought of being in a band? And I was like, not really, but I I can try. He's like, well, well, my band's having practice tomorrow. You should come and sing. And I was like, yeah, totally. And I show up and I don't even know what to describe it. It was like, you know, screaming and singing type music. <laughs> like he was screaming and he wanted me to sing. So I guess that would be slight metalcore. I guess. I don't know. At the time, I was so caught off guard because I wasn't into that kind of music yet. 
That's crazy. <laughs> Your drumline coach in some random metalcore band. I know, and I was like, okay, this is interesting. I didn't wear earplugs to the practice because I didn't know what to expect. And the next day, I couldn't hear anything, and my ears were ringing for like three days. And I was like, oh, what, a, what did I just get myself into? But then we played our first show. And oh, you actually joined the band. Yeah, I actually ended up joining the band. And um, we played our first show, and I was super nervous. But there were some really good bands that we played with. Um, there was this one band called The Victorship. I still remember them. They um, they weren't necessarily metalcore at all, but they had like really cool imagery. They had um, a projector while they were playing, and the imagery matched up with their sound and timing. That was really interesting to me. And then I started going to more of their shows and meeting people through them and just became like a show regular. There was this venue near me called the Cobalt Cafe and I was just there every weekend. And I actually remember that venue. I feel like the last show I went there was like a down to nothing show in like the winter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think um, I remember one day um, I didn't know what to do and I saw there was this show there I hadn't gotten into hardcore yet. It was more like I was still entering that world, I guess. And I um, heard of some show there and I went by myself and it was like Zavalba. Um, I think it was also, I could be wrong, but I think it was, what was that band called? Dead End Path. Okay. I remember that band. Yeah. Yeah. And I just um, I went to that show and I met a bunch of people there and those became my longtime friends, like I'm still friends with all of them. That was a really fun show. Life changing. Wait, so you just strolled in by yourself? Yeah, because I was like, oh, I need to start branching out my music taste. So I went by myself, and I remember sitting outside by myself, like after I think Zabalba, and this person came up to me. Well, now he's like my longtime friend Ray, but we just started talking and. Yeah, he introduced me to like everyone I know. Damn, that's uh, so. Thank you, Ray. <laughs> shout out to Ray. That's uh, yeah. I, that's like super cool to hear. And also, like I, I can't imagine like what you're probably like you know thinking going to like a hardcore show alone, not knowing anybody, just trying to like you know branch out in like your taste in music. That's crazy. It was pretty great. Also, um, what was it? The Cobalt wasn't in the greatest area. I also remember parking by myself, like in the residential area by myself and being like super nervous to walk up by myself, but hey, I made it. And uh, how did you find out about that show? Did you like just happen to see like a flyer online or did you just yeah. decide to show up? I think I just saw a flyer online. I don't even remember what year it was. Maybe, I don't know, but it was, I'm really happy I went. I don't know. And uh, when did you um, quit the metal core band? Um, the other singer, the one that I replaced, um, she came back from college and I guess she wanted to be back in the band. So they're like, all right, bye. And I'm like, oh, cool. Great. Wow. <laughs> that's that's not cool. <laughs> I know. I know. We we're also, I was only 15 and, um, they were also around that age or maybe 
some of them are a little bit older. So no hard feelings for them because they probably were like all young and stupid. But um, then I started another band, um, which was more like inspired by like Deftones. Um, Deftones, uh, they also really liked what other bands that they like a lot. Hmm. I don't know. I just know that the band that they made were very inspired by Deftones, and I, I joined it. They were already a band. Sorry, I shouldn't have said I started it. But, um, yeah, I joined a band that they already had, and it was fun. We played some shows. Um, they were lucky enough to have their own studio in their house because their dad recorded music, so we were able to write and record really quick, which was really fun. Um, and... They taught me a lot. They were called Dante. Um, everyone in that band were great musicians. It was definitely not worthy. Um, but, yeah, we're still all friends to this day. After that band, um, i trying to think how, why we left. Oh, I think there was just, like, everyone in the band internally had different things going on, so we had to end it. But then, oh, and then I joined, we started grade school with... Um, Aldo, Gina from Sheer, um, Danny, and Guzzi. And I guess that was more like garage rock. We played mostly like hardcore shows. Um, I think because everyone in the bands were in those kind of bands, since we ended up just getting mushed into that category. You're just one of those like Uh, hardcore uh, affiliated bands. Yeah, exactly. Which I was okay with because it was just a bunch of shows with friends. But, um, yeah, things started getting... I was doing full-time school at the time and definitely ended up not having enough time for the band. So I we parted ways, but that's when I started in between school writing songs for Mercy. Okay. You know, I was actually going to ask you about grave school because I remember, um, you were in that music video. Yeah. And then, um, I, I, and like, I'm not like super familiar with the band. I like, you know, saw them on like a couple of flyers. I, I never got to see you guys live, but I, I remember seeing you in the music video and then, um, and like a couple live performances and then you just kind of like disappeared. So I was always curious, like what happened? Yeah. So it's kind of, um, a blur a little bit, but pretty much what I remember is um, they all, well, not all of them, but the drummer, although he just finished school at where I was going to CSUN. And so he was made to like, you know, full on take the band, like go on tour, like do all these things. And I was just starting full time um, university at the same school. Okay. And not only that, but I also needed to make money. So I was working all the time. And I'd always like push back practice and be like, I can't, can we do it like this other day? And I think it just got to the point where <laughs> they were like, we need to just practice and you don't have time. And I'm like, all right, word, I, I get it. Like, so we're, we, we all like stayed really good friends, but I couldn't do the band anymore just due to like school and work. Yeah. You actually um, feature uh, Gina on one of your songs, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I loved working with her. She's so talented. And I was like, I need to get her involved in in this somehow. That's cool. Well, I'm happy that um, it wasn't like a bad split up and everybody was like understanding of the situation. Yeah, it was very mutual. 
it was mutual. Um, I was a little bummed at the time because I, I didn't want to accept that I was really busy. I wanted to keep going, but now that time has passed, I realized that they needed to do that. They needed to be able to like tour and do all those things. And I definitely couldn't do that. Um, but yeah, now it's good because now I'm focusing more on Mercy and I'm like really excited about it. And if I was still in that band, I probably wouldn't have done this as much. So it all, everything happens for a reason. Yeah. Honestly, I like to think that too. Um, so grave school, um, for you kind of fizzled out. Um, so how did mercy come together? Like how long had you been like planning to do something like this? Um, I always had an, an admiration for people who could write music on their own, um, without a band. And I was like, I really want to be able to do that. So I'd sit in my room and like, try and make my own songs but I didn't know how to play drums so I was like beats were kind of easier I guess so I try and make little beats on garage band and like some layers of um, like keyboards and such and I would just sing on them and I'd upload them to SoundCloud this was like 2011 no one would hear them but I mean I'd get some listens but I wouldn't really post about it I kind of tried to stay anonymous at first I like wouldn't even post about it on my social media. Um, let me think. And then eventually I had this friend who was getting really involved in that world. And she definitely helped me a little bit, like introducing me to people that um, like I could work with. And I, she, I worked with um, this one producer and it was really cool and it introduced me to that whole world. And then I started making my own friendships and working with um, producers that I really liked. And it all just kind of went from there. Now um, I just learned how to use Ableton. So this next EP I'm, got, I'm working on is all going to be like self-produced, which I'm nervous about, but <laughs> hopefully people like it. Um, yeah, and that's kind of how it how it happened, I guess. So uh, I'm curious, what, uh, is there like a special meaning behind your stage name, Mercy? And the spelling's interesting. I was curious about why you went about it that way. Yeah, so I don't have some crazy story, but pretty much my name, Marissa Shire, that's my full name. Um, it looks like Marissa Sharar. There's a million different ways it looks like it can be pronounced. Um, I just thought it was too hard to pronounce. So I was like, I need to shorten it somehow or like make a fully different name, but I want it to be close to Marissa in a way. Um, so I was thinking of all different things like Mars, Mears, Mers. Like, and then I like one day I was talking to someone, I was talking to a few friends and I was just running a bunch of names by them. And then one of them thought, um, what if you did Mercy? So it kind of wasn't even really truly my idea. But I was like, oh my God, wait, that's actually so cool. But they were like not spelled like the normal, typical, like M-E-R-C-Y, almost more like spelled closer to your name, like Marissa. And I was like, oh, wow, that would be really cool. <laughs> so um, it was kind of a couple people who were involved in the making of that name. So um shout out to them. I don't really 
it was two people on the phone that I barely knew at the time, actually, so I don't even really remember their names, but... Wow. So (laughs) there's just these two people that you aren't close with anymore that have the credit of um, creating your name. Yeah, I was out of, I gave like no backstory there. I was at a friend's house and he was on FaceTime with a bunch of people and we were just talking about it. So I barely even knew them. We were just all talking about it and that kind of happened. But yeah, there's no interesting story there, but it is closely related to my name in a way. And I like that and took me a while to accept to bond with the name, but now I really like it. Okay. Well, it's cool. It, it definitely stands out just because of uh, the interesting spelling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like how it's kind of short. I never wanted like, a long name. Yeah, definitely. I, I like it that it's just like a singular word, so it's easy mm-hmm. to, you know, do stuff with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really I like it a lot. So... I uh, you said you um, were putting songs on SoundCloud in 2011. Mm-hmm. And are those songs still up? Um, actually, no. <laughs> I I had them up for like a couple of years, and I also had some ideas on there which I liked, but didn't portray them the way that I really wanted them to sound. So I actually um, took some of those and re-recorded them into my newest EP. Okay, the, um, the one that's the one, not out yet? or No, the one that actually just came out. Um, I technically wrote all of the guitar for that EP, and then I so it sent the samples of my guitar to um, Will, who goes by Doves, and um, he mixed and mashed them into a beat, which he's so talented and I'm so thankful for him but a lot of those guitar ideas I wrote in 2011 and posted in my SoundCloud and there are like a few people who have contacted me about them that would listen to them in 2011 and ask me to email them the original which I actually ended up doing so there's there are a few people out there who have the original okay so I felt bad that I took them down well you can re-upload them one day. <laughs> All right. Maybe in the future you can put like a collection. Yeah, that'd be actually pretty cool. I never thought about that. One so, day. So your, um, I guess your first EP, uh, thoughts I've kept inside. You put, you put that out last year. Um, I think 2017. Yeah. 2017, I believe. Or maybe 2018. I could be wrong. I'm I'm just going based off the um, band camp date, so. Oh, then yeah, it was probably 2018. Okay, so um, I, I was just curious. You worked with like a um, couple different people on there. Um, my favorite song off that is uh, the third track, second best. Oh yeah, um, that song is actually produced by my boyfriend um, Anthony. He he makes um, beats under his own name, Death FM. It's, I guess death underscore FM, but he, um, I kind of stopped, not stopped, but I lost motivation with the whole mercy thing. Um, I guess I'd say early 2018, maybe like late 2017. No, actually I'd say late 2017. And then that's when I met Anthony and he would send me the things that he made under death FM. And it made me 
want to start doing it again. And he sent me a beat, which I sang on and we worked on together. And it's on my SoundCloud. It's called Parallel. Um, and yeah, and then it kind of inspired me to get back into it. And um, I looked around SoundCloud and found some producers I really liked. One of them being called um, Fantasy Camp. And he, we actually have a song together on Thoughts of Kept Inside. It's called um, Gone From Within. And, yeah, he also is part of the reason I got back into this whole thing. He, um, I was no one when I hit him up. And he took a chance and worked with me when he didn't have to. And um, I'm really thankful for him. And he's helped me out so much. He's introduced me to so many people. I would not have been on that Wicca Face tour. I wouldn't be working with Dark Medicine. All It's all thanks to him. And he probably doesn't realize that it's all thanks to him, but shout out Jonah Fantasy Camp. Hey, you just wanted to um, jump back. You said you kind of lost mo- uh, motivation for Mercy. Uh, can you talk about why that happened? Yeah. Um, I kind of just lost track or like touch with that whole world I guess I was going through like a dark point in my life um I was like it was around the time I was ending a past relationship and I was just in this dark place kind of just bouncing around um working going to school not really like doing much creatively and um at the time, I didn't go by Mercy. I went by Marissa 000. And that's kind of when I was more anonymous. Um, and what was, where was it going? Um, the, but that's around the time I met Anthony. And he's just so inspired with his music. And so he motivates me so much. And I definitely like thank him a lot for pushing me to do Mercy. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's just, it kind of just, I don't know. Like, I'm very thankful for everyone I've met over the past year. And everyone's been so nice and motivating. And I'm really happy that, um, yeah, I'm just happy. <laughs> and um, if it's not too personal, can you talk about how you met your boyfriend? Yeah, Um. It's actually kind of funny. Um, he He's in a band. Um, they're called Vane. And um, I went to some... Okay, like I said, I got really out of touch with music in, like, 2017 because I was just, like I said, like, in a dark place. And, and is this, like, music in general or just, like, that genre that you're trying to make music? Honestly, just music in general. I was stuck just listening to, like, old things that... I felt comfortable with. I wasn't really branching out listening to old, new things for a while. And I had this group of friends and they <laughs> dragged me along the sound and fury in 2017. Yeah. I didn't want to go. I used to, like, obviously I told you, I got really into like the whole hardcore scene back when I was going to the cold ball a lot and like all of those things. And then, um, and then, so I was out of touch with the hardcore scene in 2017, and then my friends dragged me to Sound of Fury, and I didn't want to go. I remember waking up that morning not planning on going, and they are like, no, we found you a ticket, you're coming. Wow. And I was like, all right. And I went, um, and I had this 
I wanted, okay, there's this hotel. Sound of Fury was at the Regent for a minute, obviously. And um, there's this hotel down the street called the Cecil Hotel. And it's known to be extremely haunted. And I don't know if you've heard about it, but they have, there was that girl that got trapped in the water tank and she died in the water tank. And um, there's like weird footage of her in the, elevator looking like she's talking to like ghosts and so it's crazy yeah i, I actually remember that um that whole like thing like people wearing like how she even got in the water tank yeah i know and it's always been this mystery to me and it's almost i, I heard it's one of the like most unsolved mysteries since like black dolly murder and i'm like this is crazy so i um i told my friends if i'm going to sound of fury i have to go to that hotel it's like the least you guys can do and um they were like yeah sure so one of them came up to me and they're like, yo, Marissa, there's this band in town and they really want to go to the, um, to the hotel because they know about the thing. And I'm like, wait, someone else knows. And then he introduced me to the band and I just was talking their ear off, like ears off about my theories. And there was only like one person like truly listening. And um, we walked over to the water tank and that, that was Anthony, my boyfriend. Um, Wait, so Vane went, went with you guys? Yeah, yeah. So it was like me, Vane, and like my friend. And we okay. like walked over to, um, they all, now that I know them, they're all very interested in like haunted, like that kind of world, um, like horror, all that type of, all those things. And so now it makes sense why they were so down to go over there. Um, and then that was it. We parted ways. I didn't like, like trade info with any of them. Like we just parted ways. Then later on that night after Sound and Fury, we went, me and my friends went to Senna. It's like this vegan, um, uh, Mexican food, like burrito taco place in Highland Park. Um, and Zane happened to be there and Anthony kept trying to talk to me, but I was super nervous. I kept walking away from him. Um, because I hate interacting and small talking with people I barely know sometimes. Um, and, um, yeah, eventually he, like, just asked for my number. And from there, we've been doing long distance for, like, two years now. But wow. Damn. he is the most inspiring person I've ever met. That's awesome. I, I'm, i happy to hear that your friends, like, pushed you to go, and then you actually went to the fest, and, like, damn, that's so crazy. Cause, like, imagine if you would have stayed in bed that day and just said, fuck it, like, I, I, I really don't want to go. I think about that all the time. Like, there's a reason I was, like, pushed to go to that. And Anthony's got me, like, back into, like, music and all different kinds of genres and, like, introduced me to so many new things, and now I'm back in it. I'm, <laughs> like, back in everything. So... I thank him for bringing me up a lot. Hell yeah. That, that, that's so cool that, um, you know, he like helped inspire you to just get back into everything. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. It was really cool. I'm thankful for him and I'll definitely be moving to Massachusetts to the East coast probably sometime next summer. So oh, that's wow. going to be crazy. <laughs> um, uh, you're um, living in LA, right? Yeah, I currently live in LA. Okay, and have you lived um, like anywhere outside of California ever? No, I'm born and raised um, San Fernando Valley, Los Angeles, my whole life, and 
I've visited him a bunch now on the East Coast, um, and I love all the people out there are so great, and I've made so many friendships out there, and all of his friends. He surrounds himself with like the greatest people, and I'm so excited to, to move there. Wow, that, that's that's awesome. That's scary. <laughs> um, yeah, it's really scary for sure. Yeah, um, I when I was younger, um, I, I grew up in like the Palm Springs area. And oh, I, I used to. I love Palm Springs. Yeah, you know, I find that like whenever I talk to people about Palm Springs, like they talk about how much they love it, and it's probably because I grew up um, out there. Like I just grew to hate it, just because it's like your hometown, you know, and everybody wants to yeah, get out of their hometown. So, um, mm-hmm. I like lived there for like the first like twenty one years of my life, and then me and like um, one of my friends, we just said, "Fuck it!" Like we're gonna move to Orange County. Um, cause we were always out there anyways, like going to shows and hanging out with friends and stuff. And I remember thinking like, holy shit, like my life's going to change. This is like, so like crazy and scary, yeah, but awesome at the same time. Scary. Yeah. But like for me, it was just like, you know, I'm going like an hour and a half West and then like for you, you're going like across the country. Like I can't even imagine like what that feels like. Yeah. I mean, the comforting thing is I actually, most of my family's from Massachusetts. Oh, really? Um, that, yeah, which is okay. ironic. Actually, I have another crazy story. Um, okay, let's hear it. Yeah, most, most of my family is from Massachusetts. Uh, my grandma, my grandparents are from like Boston area. Um, my aunts and uncles, I still have so many cousins out there. Um, so I still have family out there. So um, it's not technically going to feel so far away. I'm also so used to their accents, just being around my family and like my household all the time, that <laughs> kind of comforting when I'm there. Um, but yeah, the funny story is that um, my grandma sang in um, in the army in I don't even know what years, but a long time ago, um, and she was based in Boston, and. Um, I was recently at, she's still alive. She's like, I'd say 97. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, yeah, she's doing great too. <laughs> I hope that I do as great as she is. But um, yeah, I was at Anthony's house one day and I saw a picture of his grandma and she was also singing in the army around my grandma's time. And I, so I went to my grandma with a picture of his grandma and I said, did you know this girl? Because she was based in Boston, too, in the Army. And she's like, oh, I used to sing with her. Wow. That's so, so crazy. Our grandparents, our grandmas sang together in the Army. <laughs> That's wild. That's Yeah, I can't even think about how crazy that is. And that makes me think, like, the universe works in, like, a crazy way. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Cause now we're definitely, we definitely have songs together where we sing together and mm-hmm. we work on music together all the time. So it's crazy. Yeah. I would be tripping out if I saw that picture and then <laughs> my grandma would like confirm it's wild. Yeah, I know. It was insane. She was also thrown back at like seeing pictures of that time. It's, it was adorable. <laughs> Okay, so you're moving, you said, like, by next summer? Yeah, I'd say next summer. Um, the I really like the music world out there, too, like the music scene. Um, it's not, it's, it'll be nice to, like, change up everything. It's, like, a nice little change of pace. 
I still love Los Angeles. I'm not portraying it at all. I love all my friends out here. I'm going to miss them so much and my family. Um, but it's, I'm technically flying to Massachusetts so much and like not even just Massachusetts, like I'll fly to like Pennsylvania or like, um, New York. Um, I try not to just go there just to go to Massachusetts all the time, but, um, I can just easily fly back to Los Angeles whenever I want. So I'm trying not to freak out about it too much. For sure. Just follow your heart. Just do what you think is right. And I'm sure everything will work out. Yeah, I'm excited about it. So I was um, like looking through your Instagram and uh, saw this flyer that, that you posted and it was with Wicca Faze, Vane, Fancy Camp, Lil's. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was your first show is Mercy. Yeah. So I, I, like I said, my boyfriend and I do long distance. I don't get to see him too much, especially since he's doing his band and they're like constantly traveling a lot of the time in order to see each other. I have to like go on like short, like his tours. Like I have to like go to a few dates just to see him or like, even if it means like flying to the East coast. So, um, I flew out. I was planning on flying out to the East coast to see him for like a week on his tour. And I noticed that they had a day off in Pennsylvania before they went to Canada and that's where Fantasy Camp lives and Wicca Phase and a lot of people that I just started working with. And so I hit up Fantasy Camp and I was like, hey, I'm with Zane and they're going to have a day off in Pennsylvania. Um, this day we should book a show um, with everyone because I hadn't played a show at the time yet. Yeah, I was like still a virgin to playing shows with as Mercy. And um, he was like, yeah, yeah, let me hit up people. And he hit up Wikifaze, he hit up um, Lil Zubin and Vane. I asked and they said they were okay with it. And they got another band on the lineup. I'm trying, oh, I feel so bad. I don't know the uh, name. But, um, Tourniquet? Turn, yeah, turn, not them. I knew. Uh, the Virgos? Virgos, yes, that was them. Um, they asked them too. And it was. It ended up being, it was my first show, and it ended up being my favorite show I've ever played. And I think theirs, too. Like, I think Wikifaze and Fantasy Camp have stated that it's also, like, their favorite show they've ever played. I could be wrong about Wikifaze, but definitely Fantasy Camp has said that. And um, I don't know. It was just all around a good time. And, like, I love the idea that it was a mixed bill because it's, like, two of my worlds colliding. <laughs> so much fun. Um, and, yeah, that was so fun. And then... Vane had to go to Canada the next day and I just kind of stayed back and hung out in New Jersey and Pennsylvania for a few days and I got like to go around and it was fun. <laughs> yeah. I, I saw that you took a picture in front of the Hyperview wall. Oh yeah. It was a little, little goal of mine. That's because the show was in Wilkes-Barre at, um, oh my God, I'm blanking on the name of the venue, but, um, the other like side, the other side. Yes. Um, that was a really cool venue. Um, yeah, but I took a picture with the guys in front of that mural and I've always loved title fight. <laughs> it was crazy to be in their hometown. Yeah. Great, great band. Um, hopefully they'll come back at some point. Hopefully. I really hope they do. It'd be great. 
Yeah. Um, speaking of uh, tile fight, you got a um, was it a shirt design by Shane? Yeah. Um, Wickaface was playing a show in what was it? Um, in Los Angeles, and at the time Shane was DJing for him, um, and I met him like in the green room at one of the shows and. I, could, I, I remember him saying that he like liked my music and that he'd be down to work together one day. And I remember being mind blown. I was like, wait, he likes my music? Like what? And, um, and then we hit each other up. We started sending guitar. Well, he sent me a guitar part. I don't know if I sent him one back. Um, actually I think I did. I did. And, um, he also told me that he designed shirts and that he could de- help me design one. So I hit him up. Um, really good artist. If anyone needs any design, definitely go to Shane. I think he goes by Poison Thorn on Instagram uh, and Twitter, I think. Um, yeah. He, I believe, runs this clothing company called Happy House. I think it's just him. It could be other people, too. But, um, yeah. He's a really awesome dude. And crazy that I even know him now because <laughs> like I said I'm a huge title fight fan but um, yeah all those guys are doing cool things now and also like the singer doing glitter and glitter is amazing yeah did you uh, catch him at Sand and Fury I actually missed that day I um, it was my boyfriend's birthday that day so we kind of just didn't go that day and just went around and did fun things for his birthday but I was so bummed I missed it. <laughs> For sure. Um, you had but a I show. Oh, wait, go ahead. What was that? Oh, um, I saw Glitter play. Um, when was it? Oh, they opened. He opened for Bouncing Enclosure. Okay. Hell that yeah. was cool. He was great. Um, speaking of Bouncing Composure, uh, you uh, worked with John Simmons. Yeah. Um, he, it's kind of crazy how all this happened because I was always a huge fan of like title fight, balance, composure, like Tiger's Jaw. Um, and here we have Wicca Face who was in Tiger's Jaw, John who was in balance, and Shane who was in title fight. And I remember in LA one day hanging out with all three of them at once thinking like, this is like crazy. This is a crazy thing right now. If you told me this back in the day, I would not believe you. But um, John, always been a big fan of balance. I hit him up. And I was like, hey, I'm doing this EP. You should sing on it. And he responded saying, like, I love your voice. Like, I'm down. And I was like, what? And um, we worked together. He ended up moving to L.A. And he didn't know anyone. So we hung out. I introduced him to all my friends. And now he's, like, one of my best friends. And we hang out, like, every single day when he's in town. But he's been going back to Pennsylvania a lot lately. So I'm mad at him for it. No, I'm kidding. But, um... (laughs) Um, but he gets back on Sunday and we can go back to our normal daily hangs. But yeah, he's great. And one of my favorite people and so talented. We write music together often. Um, yeah. And they balance just did their, um, re- their last tour and I'm so bummed, but it was really cool to see. Yeah. I, I thought they were a great band. I definitely, uh, still a, a fan of that music, but but it's cool to see that he's still doing music. Yeah, no, he's he actually just did um, an EP with my boyfriend, um, 
Death FM produced the whole thing. And John wrote like all the guitar parts on it and all the vocals. And it's, it's his project technically, but Anthony helped out and it's really good. It's called Creeks. Okay. Hell yeah. I'm definitely going to check that mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. So going from uh, thoughts I've kept inside to your uh, newest DP um, on this one. And uh, you only worked with um, one producer on the whole thing. Yeah. Um, and that was thanks to dark medicine. Um, that dark medicine is um, my friend, Matt Wren, um, this guy named Kai and, um, and it is Wikiphase Adam and, they originally wanted to be a label and I'm still, they're still trying to figure out if that's what they're doing or if they're doing just like clothing. I don't know. I'm confused about it too a little bit, but um, they wanted me to be one of their artists. So they were trying to get me to work with um, some producers and I really have always liked Dove's music and um, they reached out to him and he was down because we're kind of, both into this, we're into the same types of music, so it worked out really well. And we were throwing each other like guitar parts back and forth, and he was so much fun to work with. And I definitely want to work with him again. Before you worked with him, did you know like a whole lot about him? Um, he did a lot. He so he's in this thing called Golf Boy Click. Um, and it, um, for people who are unfamiliar with Golf Boy Click, it's like this group of guys who um pretty much do they they sing or rap over um, beats and it's really they're all so talented um little people is in their group and also very talented guy <laughs> um but now since i know adam like a phase and um jonah fantasy camp was always um adam's producer or not, pro- not always his producer but produced for him for a while um, got very close with all that. I lost the train of thought. What was the question again? <laughs> oh, no, I'm asking if you um, knew um, a, like a lot about um, Doves before you worked with him. Yeah. Okay. So um, I got really familiar with that whole world, like Golf Boy Click, and Doves has always like been producing for Golf Boy Click, and I've always bonded with his beats a lot. His were always kind of ambient sounding sometimes, and. Um, I always liked what he did for Adam so or with Faith. So I definitely was excited to work with him. And um, yeah, now we're good friends. And his girlfriend's really cool, too. We just hung out with her last night. <laughs> Shout out, Nikki. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, um, tried cool. like looking him up just to do a little bit of research. And there wasn't a whole lot out there. Yeah, he kind of keeps he's low on the radar of the internet which i think is kind of cool it kind of keeps himself a little anonymous um he does have an instagram it's not his name but um yeah he is great um very talented person i definitely want to work with him again <laughs> yeah and i um, love that his uh, name on twitter not his actual handle but you know you can like change your first and last name um yeah he, he has his name is marissa cooper yeah, I know. When I saw that, I was like, "How oh, ironic!" <laughs> yeah, I don't even know who that is, but oh, um, I, I'm if I'm correct, it um is a reference from uh that TV show, The OC. 
Okay, yeah, she was one of the main characters. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's that makes great. sense that you would know that because you're from Orange County. Yeah, or well, from, the, yeah, uh, yeah, technically I'm a transplant, but I've been there for about, um, it's actually, uh, going to be, yeah, it's like 10 years. So I feel like, wow. Yeah. So I feel yeah, like you I'm, deserve I, the title now. Yeah. Because I feel like, um, I, I'm pretty sure I'm like my friend who I moved out to Orange County with, he eventually went back home and then came back and I was the, like the only one to actually stay and never leave. Amazing. I love Orange County. My, um, my dad's from there. So we always, and I have a lot of, I have a few brothers who live there too. Okay. And, um, I go there often. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's, uh, I feel like it's, um, like for me, it's nice. It's not as crazy as LA and I'm like a huge, like Disney fan. So like I go to Disneyland all the time. Oh yeah. I love Disneyland. Yeah, I, I go there pretty often too. I used to go a lot more when I was younger. Yeah, I'm like in like the past month. I haven't gone as much as I usually do, but I, I still go like at least like once or twice a week. Yeah, that's. I saw on your Instagram that you um, go there often. I was gonna ask you how often you went twice a week. That's crazy. That's that sounds like fun though. Yeah, because like I, I usually go with like um, my best friend Garrett. And, um, he, he goes just as much as I do. So like, we kind of like, um, we're like in the know about like things going on in the park. So there's always something new t to do. Cause like, you know, service level, you look at it, it's like, Oh, um, riding the same rides all the time. Um, doesn't that get boring? And no, it doesn't. But, um, if you actually know about Disneyland and there's always like new like events and stuff going on. So it's like, there's always something new to do at the park. Yeah. No, I was going to ask you like what you did all the time, but, um, that that sounds like fun. My dad, um, my dad actually, my whole life has worked for Disney. Um, he is a sound mixer for them, um, not for movies or anything, but like for promos. Okay. And which actually ties into um, how I started recording myself too, because he, since he's like he records and mixes for a living, he um, bought me my own equipment to record with from one of my birthdays one year and like got me pro tools and tried training me on pro tools, which was super hard. But, um, yeah, but with him working for Disney, we always like would be able to get into the park for free, which was I'm very thankful for. Um, and I remember like when we were younger, he used to just take us for dinner all the time, like dinner and a ride. And I was oh. very spoiled with that, but <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. I loved going there. Where would you guys go for dinner? Um, we we always love going to that Mexican food spot next to um, Thunder Mountain. Okay, that that place is like super legit. Yeah, I love that one. Or um, or like Gumbo. Okay, and, um, over there by Pirates. like Pirates. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I'm super familiar with the park. It's a lot of fun. I want to go back soon. When was the last time you were there? <sighs> Probably like a few months ago. I um, like going there's so much growing up i kind of lost my excitement about it because it's also kind of a drive for me for you it's not that long so it's not that big of a deal but like for for me it's like a, it takes me a lot to like want to do that drive and like deal with it yeah <laughs> I no guess. i i definitely get it because like 
you have to um you know the thought of having to get into the park is kind of a hassle and then like once you're in the park there's like a million people and sometimes it's not yeah. like the best experience yeah exactly he used to um there used to be this thing called like a cast party and pretty much what happens is at like seven o'clock on like specific days they'd like shut the park down and only the people who like worked for like abc or disney or like whoever is closely related to disney could go in the park and I remember we'd always get there first and I remember running down Main Street like by myself a lot and um, I went on Thunder Mountain like six times in a row without getting off because there was no line. That's awesome. <laughs> it was so crazy and that they don't do that anymore but that used to be like the only time I'd want to go because <laughs> there would be no one there. Yeah, you could like just enjoy it and ride whatever you wanted without having to wait like super long. Yeah. And, and also, um, he gets tickets and for a lot of my friends' birthdays, <laughs> a lot of my friends' birthdays and, um, family members' birthdays, it was always cool to like be able to like share what I got and just give them tickets too. Um, cause I always thought that was a really cool thing that I was raised with. I never took it for granted and always realized like how great it was and I would just try and share it with everybody. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's awesome. I I always feel sad when yeah. people ask me if I could get them in because like people think I work there since I'm there so often, and I'm just like, no, like I'm so sorry, like I don't work there. Do you just buy the pass? Yeah, I I have an annual pass. That's so cool. I was thinking about getting one. I know um, my dad only gets like a specific amount of tickets a year, and sometimes I want to go more than that, so I'm thinking about getting one soon. Yeah, it's definitely um. Honestly, I even though like they raise the prices like every year, I, I still feel like um even though it's pricey, if you have a pass, if you use it, um I I still think you're getting like the better deal because it's so expensive just to get into Disneyland these days. Yeah, I know it's ridiculous. They raise the prices so much, but yeah, definitely a great experience. Anyone who hasn't gone should definitely go. Yeah, like it, it blows my mind when I see people um, like walking through the park with their like first time visit buttons, and I'm always just like oh curious like where they've been their whole life. I know, I know, I, or like maybe maybe they've been to like the East Coast. I've still never been to Disney World. Wow, I, I that I I love it out there. Um, I'm actually going. Like I, I've been, I think like th like four times in my entire life. But like weird trips. Like my first trip I ever did out to Disney World, I was out there for like two weeks, which was wild. Um, wow. Yeah, it was a really long time. Like I got over it. Like the the first week, um, I was like, okay, like I'm ready to go home. But then I was like, shit, I still have another week here. So um, oh my god, I, I got like really homesick. And then the second trip, yeah, th th then the second trip I did, I was only out there for a week, which was like a nice like amount of time. And then uh, I was there like last March. I was only there for like um, a weekend, which was nice just to get in and get out. Um, were you in Florida for the whole two weeks? Yes. Like we were on Disney property for the whole two weeks. Like I, I didn't wow. leave the Disney bubble. And like it, it got so bad because like we, we were staying at like one of the resorts and like it was just so expensive and I just hated eating like park food like all day and uh, where we were at like you weren't allowed to get like Domino's delivered um, like none of the like the local pizza oh places could God. deliver and I didn't like we didn't have a car because we didn't plan on leaving the property so I um, 
like looked up Uber to see how much it would be to like Uber to like the local McDonald's and like round trip. It was like 40 bucks. And I was like, man, I was like, I can't, yeah, I was like, I can't justify paying a $40 Uber just to get McDonald's. And I just, um, just had to suck it up and I just waited until like the trip was over. And like, I remember I I had a layover in Atlanta and I just went and ate like random food in the airport and it just felt so nice to not have like Disney food. Oh my God. I bet. I, I went to Florida recently for a show or to start like a little short tour run and, um, it, we were there for a few days and honestly like no offense to Florida but it's not somewhere I want to be for sure it just was kind of it was kind of like a weird it was kind of I don't know it was very humid the worst weird weird place definitely can't imagine being there for two weeks so I feel your pain um where did the little uh um, short run go through um it wasn't for me it was for Vane it started in oh. Orlando um it was with Ghost Maine Okay. It's also cool. Yeah, it was like a little cool mixture of like my world and his world. And um, it was fun to see. But yeah, it was Orlando for a couple shows. Um, maybe I was only there for a day. They were there for a few days. Or I think, no, I was there for two days. But it was, I remember even showing up there and I'm like, oh, I don't want to come back here. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, like, I would. The the first trip that I ever did, it was like in the middle of August, which was like the worst idea ever. So now, no. yeah. So now, um, because like I, I go with like um friends that I met out there, which was like the most random thing. Uh, it was like a bunch of like hardcore kids. Um, because I originally went with my buddy Steve Huey, who's from Long Island, and then um he's like uh, super social, so he's like, hey, like I have some friends from Boston, like let's link up with them. And I was open to yeah. it, and I met I met his friends from Boston, and then they were like super nice and like super welcoming, and. And it's just weird because wow. like we, we were like we're all hardcore kids, but um, we didn't even talk about hardcore. It was just all about Disney. Oh yeah, of course that's so funny. Yeah, um, I would go back there only to go to like either we'll play shows or to go to Disney World. Yeah, I but, highly recommend you check out Disney World at some point because it's um, I think it's really awesome and like they it's like way more spread out because they have like more parks than us and it's kind of strange being in like their magic kingdom because it's just like Disneyland, but it feels like you're like in some like um, parallel universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's definitely I need to go there. I also want to go to the one in I believe it's in Tokyo. Okay, yeah, Tokyo Sea. That's like my like dream vacation. Like I want to go there at some point, but I'm just like scared to actually go and do it. I know it's intimidating. It's a big it's a big move to do. Yeah, but I yeah. I've had so many friends who've done it, so I'm like I'll I'll do it eventually. I just have to it'll just be like, you know, just I just want it to be like the right time. Yeah, you'll do it. It'll it'll be cool. I want to do it too. Maybe I'll see you there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll just randomly run into each other. <laughs> That'd be crazy. <laughs> so um, you have a show uh, coming up in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, so is yeah. that uh, typical for you to just, um, are, are you just flying out for that one show or are you going to be out there doing like other stuff? Um, honestly, I'm just flying out there for that one show. Um, it was, it's a dark medicine show and those are, those are my people and they asked me to play it and I'm like, I have to do that. That's awesome. Cause they're all great. And also the lineup is amazing. Um, 
Well, ugly means great. Wicca phase is great. Dinah Dentata is sick. Um, and I'm honored that I was even asked to play it. But, um, yeah, I think it's worth flying out for, um, which is why I accepted to do it. Um, and, yeah, I'm excited. I, I got told that there might be something else I can do there that week musically, and I'm still kind of waiting on the okay on that. But it would be cool if it wasn't just for one thing. But even if it was, I'm okay with it. Hell yeah. That's sick. Um, and so I, I, I've seen like videos of you, um, online and, um, it's normally like just you on stage and then, uh, like do you have like a, would it be right to call them like your DJ? Yeah. I mean, I actually don't have a DJ all the, well, I mean, I've only played, I, I guess I don't really have a DJ. I, I put all of my tracks onto one just because I like being the only one on stage. Okay. Um, I don't know. I, I'll i have a track playing and I'll have maybe someone go up there and play it for me, which might make it look like I had a DJ. But um, like Jonah helped me out with that a little bit, Fantasy Camp on the tour. Um, my boyfriend helped me out with that. It's a um, show we played in Wilkes Bear. And then the show I played a couple days ago, um, that was like an, a different kind of show. Um, I sang during someone else's set. So his DJ kind of helped me out and he actually DJed. He, um, it was cool. Um, but yeah, I try, I want to start incorporating like instruments too. I want to bring my guitar out and not like play the samples live, but I'm a little intimidated and scared to do that. Cause guitar is something I'm not like, it's not my, my first language piano is maybe I should start pulling out the piano, but, um, yeah, so I'm a little scared. I haven't done it yet, but that'll be fun. Okay. Um, have you ever heard of the, um, they're like this like famous singer. Uh, her name is Halsey. Yes. Okay. So I'm like a huge Halsey fan. I, um, I, I saw her for the first time. She like was on tour, um, and she played the Constellation Room at the Observatory. Are you familiar with that place? Oh yeah, yeah, the smaller room. Yeah. 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 Okay. So I, I first saw her there, and wow, um, that's a small show for her. Yeah, it was crazy. It was like I it was like her first full U.S. tour. Um, that's crazy. And well, do you remember who else was on the lineup? It was like it was like she was friends with this band. I think they're called like the the Young Americans or something. God, I, I have like the tour shirt in my closet. It's crazy. Um, uh-huh. But uh, it, it was nice to see her um, because she used to um, like do like YouTube songs. Like it was just like her and like her like acoustic guitar. Cause she's like really talented. She like you know can play the guitar like piano. She used to like um, you know do like all of her own music solo, and then. That's awesome. And then she like, uh, you know, to get on the road and then she got uh, a drummer and a keyboard player. And it was like literally like the three of them for like the longest time until she got like super huge like she is now. And now she does like stadiums and she has like a like a couple more people on stage with her to like kind of fill out the sound. Um, so I, I was just curious if that was like in your future, you like yeah, getting I mean, more people definitely. on stage because I think it would be cool. Yeah, I would love that. Like, I'm not opposed to having people on stage. I just want them to feel like they have a purpose. Okay. And most of the time, I just kind of, like, put all my tracks on one thing. And I don't, I feel weird having them stand there. They're not really doing anything. I just feel bad for them. But, um, 
but I would definitely love to have like a band going or something along those lines um, one day. Um, I never knew that about Halsey. That's really cool. She, um, I was always impressed with um, how, so studying music industry, I got to go on little field trips all the time with my class and we went to her agency one time on a field trip and her actual agent specifically like taught, like gave us a lesson that day. And it was right when she was just starting to get popular. And it was always interesting to me because she got where she is without like necessarily like radio play. Yeah. Like her her fan base is insane. Yeah, like, she got that all from the internet and, like, being just who she was. And I remember talking to her agent about that, and I was like, that's so impressive how, I don't know. Because at the time, I was even asking him, like, I don't even hear on the radio how is she selling out these massive venues. He's like, I don't know. She's just very interactive. And I'm like, that's so cool. But, yeah, I would definitely, like, that's inspiring. That's awesome. I would love to do something like that one day. Hell yeah. I, I think that would be cool. And, um, like just playing live instruments on stage, I, I just think is like super awesome. Yeah, no, I, I really want to start doing that. I'm just, like I said, I've been a little intimidated, but I just got to bite the bullet and do it. I just got to try it. Yeah. Like I listened to this, uh, DJ, she goes by, um, Allison Wonderland. I don't know if you ever heard of her. Oh yeah. I've heard of her. Okay, yeah. So she has like this um, uh, song where she just like plays like her cello, and like she literally plays it for like oh. maybe like a minute or two, and like it just sounds just like and looks so epic because she's like up there actually playing it. Because like you know DJs get like a bad rap for just like pressing play, so the fact that she actually mm-hmm. plays like a live instrument, it, it just makes it like you know even cooler. Yeah. No, I know that. Was, I really want to do. It. I practice. I know how to play all of my songs on guitar. Okay. And, like I've practiced looping them and fading them out and I have all of the things to do it and I could do it if I really wanted to. I'm just too afraid. <laughs> so I'm ready to do it. I just need to force myself to actually do it. Hell yeah. Well, I hope at some point in the future you get that courage and you're able to do it. So I feel like it would just make yeah. that live experience like even cooler. I know I will eventually maybe one of my next shows. <laughs> New York, there it is. I know. I could try it there. That'd be cool. Um, so, you did something um, really cool uh, last year. Uh, there's a hardcore fest in Philadelphia called This Is Hardcore. Oh yeah. So you, you were able to um, perform on stage with um, Vane. Can you talk about uh, how that came about? Yeah. Um, so. At the time, they didn't have like a keyboard player or anything like that. Um, and they have that song, Air Zone. Um, and there's an obvious keyboard part in that song, which they wrote, and it's great and so catchy. I love it. Um, and they wanted to play that song at the fest. And they're like, oh, shoot, but we don't have a keyboard player. And I was like, oh my God, I want to do it. <laughs> and like I said, I like played piano my whole life. So I was like, I can finally do it somewhere. Um, and so I went up there and did it. And it was exciting because I got to play the piano with something I actually really liked, really liked. And it was so much fun. But recently they, they added a new member. Um, his name's Benno. And he does keyboard and um, 
and samples and he scratches um and it's so fun to watch and he's he's played arizona with them a few times and it's sick and yes they don't need me anymore but no he's he's great and it was such a good experience to be able to do that with them because they're that was right around the time their album came out and i ended up covering that song on my soundcloud because i love it so much yeah, I remember on that set um, being posted um, like on YouTube by Hate Five Six and thinking like how crazy like that whole thing looked. I know it was so cool. It, I remember like even while I was playing, getting emotional because I was like, "This is crazy!" And um, Joe Hardcore, who actually runs the fest, he came up to me and somehow knew about my music, and he was like super nice. Um, and talk to me about how he he admires like that whole world and how people can like go up there with just a microphone and it was so cool and like to talk to him and like meet him and I'm really it's cool seeing what he does every year at the fest I'm really impressed shout out Joe Hardcore he's a yeah, former guest of the Joe podcast Hardcore. yeah I saw that I listened to that it was really cool oh wow thank you um mm-hmm. Hell yeah! Well, that's cool that that um, he found out about your music. It it, it trips me out um, when because like I do this podcast, but it, like when I talk to certain people and they mention to me that they listen to the podcast, um, it still like blows my mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's crazy. One of my best friends has a podcast too, and I've been on hers a couple of times, and I like love the whole podcast world. I listen to some stuff, but. Um, they're super fun and I'm thankful that you even asked me to be on it. I'm like excited about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so I have this friend and like, so since I started doing this, um, like every so often, um, friends will kind of like pitch me ideas like, Hey, you should have so-and-so on. And like most of the time I'm like down to have like, you know, everybody on because I love talking. I, I could talk forever. And when, um, yeah, and w- one of my friends mentioned I should have you on and I, I was like, okay, like I'm down, but I don't know her and like, I need like a contact. Um, yeah. so I got your Instagram and I saw that we had, um, a mutual friend in Emily. So I was like, oh, th- this is awesome. I think I, I could I actually, yeah, great girl. Um, she's super awesome. So I was like, okay, like if I message her, I was like, maybe like, you know, she'll connect us and this could work out. And like, I hit her up and she like got back to me like right away. So shout out to Emily. Yeah, she's so great. Yeah, she hit me up about it too. And I was like, oh my God, yeah, I love you. And that's really cool that your friend said that. That's awesome. Um, yeah, she's great and her band's great. Shout out, love sick. <laughs> so many shout outs in this podcast. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, she's great. I did. Um, it was like a special Valentine's day episode with her, um, earlier in the year. Yeah, no, she's so cool. We recently, um, became really close and we hang out all the time and she's like one of my new favorite people ever. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's awesome. How'd you guys meet? Honestly, I don't even remember. We met through music somehow, and then we became friends on Instagram, and we were, like, responding to each other's stories all the time, and we're like, we should hang out. So one day we hung out, and we clicked immediately and talked for, like, six hours straight and, like, just sitting in this one spot. And we can just talk so much about so. I just love her. She's great. 
Hell yeah. Sometimes that's like the coolest thing where you can just like vibe out with somebody and you guys don't have to like be doing anything crazy. Yeah, I know. I love those kind of people that you can talk to for hours and you don't necessarily have to be doing anything. Hell yeah. It's good. So you said your um, uh, next, is it going to be an EP or a full length? Um, I haven't really decided. It might be a full length. It might be an EP. Um, I'm trying to go like maybe five or six songs. So maybe just an EP. I don't know. But um, it's not at all like my music that's out right now. It's more to- less less trappy or hip hoppy. It's more like electronic, um, almost. I wouldn't say it's eighties inspired, but I guess kind of. I don't know. You'll have to hear it one night. But it's it's different. Okay, I'm uh- excited about it. And do you have any plans to like release like a new single or are you just going to kind of um, hold that or hold off on that since the. I'll probably end up releasing a single. There's a song I already have done and I've like bonded with it so much. I've already like already played it live a couple times. Okay. And I'll probably end up releasing that one as a single. I haven't fully decided yet, but we shall see. I want to get everything out before the end of this year. Okay, hell yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Because I, I know your your last EP came out at the um, end of March, so it's been yeah. a, it's been a couple months. So I, I'm not sure um, uh, how fast you want to uh, you know have a turnaround with and putting out something new. Yeah, I mean, I'm already I kind of already started working on another EP too, which is like sounding completely different than this one. Oh wow! So yeah, I kind of I'm like doing double duty right now, working on two different ones at once, which I probably shouldn't be doing. But um, they just sound completely different, so I have to, like, separate them. And um, does that ever get confusing, like, having to, like, separate the two different sounds? And, like, not really, because I'll wake up a day, like, a certain day and be like, today I'm feeling more like that vibe. And I'll just write, and I'll separate it into that category. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I've Like I said, I have so many different influences from, like, so many different genres that I try and I don't know. It's hard. Writing music's weird when you have like a certain sound going because just because your EP, like one of your EPs might sound a certain way, the next one you could be in a totally different place in your life with new influences and like you don't want to disappoint people too. You don't want to like throw them completely off guard. So you have to like think about tying it into like your old stuff a little bit, which can be scary, but I don't know. I'm just hoping people like it. It's a little different. It's not completely different, but it's a little different. Okay. Well, I'm definitely interested in, in hearing both. Yeah. It's, so, I'm, ex- I'm excited to get it finished, see what it sounds like too. <laughs> so are, are you going to try to have both of them out by the end of the year or just one of them? Um, probably just one of them. Um, okay. I might not even finish the other one. We'll see. I like it, but I mean, I'll definitely end up finishing it eventually. I don't know. I have no plans right now, except for I do want to finish this one. Um, that I'm work- The one I've worked on a little bit more. I want to release that soon just need to I originally wanted to mix and master it myself too but now I'm starting to think I shouldn't because it's <laughs> I'm not the best at mixing and mastering so I have to find someone to help me with that too 
I feel that way every time I'm uh, finishing up the podcast. I'm like, all right, I got to mix and master this. And I, um, uh, so to all my listeners, I literally have no idea what I'm really doing behind the scenes. I've just like YouTube a couple of tutorials. So I hope yeah. um, the yeah, past exactly. like 60 episodes, the audio quality has been okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it sounds good from what I've heard and I try practicing it. Um, but it's, you never know. You always need like a second pair of ears just in case, at least with music. I feel I can't ever fully trust myself with that sort of thing. Yeah. I I remember early on, I, um, uploaded an episode and I didn't realize that I didn't fill like the left and right channels. I just did like the left side. So, oh, yeah. So, so my yeah. buddy like um, texted me. He was like, "Hey, like I'm driving to work, listening to the podcast, and it's only coming out the left side." So like I was oh, so no. I was so like pissed off. Um, so I just had to like take it down and like redo everything. Yeah, that's something I would do like with a whole EP if I didn't run it through someone else first. So it's always good to have to get a second pair of ears sometimes, even a third. Yeah. Um, so outside of the um, New York show, do you have anything um, planned for like locally? Honestly, not really. Um, I don't have a booking agent or anything, a manager. It's just sort of me. And I don't have, I'm also kind of bad at the whole booking thing and I don't really know how to approach it sometimes. So I don't have, any shows booked locally anytime soon, unless I'm forgetting about something, which I don't think I am. Um, yeah, but hopefully something comes up. But in the meantime, I'm just going to keep writing with everything, with all the time I have. And I'm sure eventually something will come up. Okay. Well, yeah. um, hopefully at some point I can uh, catch a live show in the future. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm sure I'll, I'll try and find something soon. I just played a few shows like the last couple weeks. But I really want to keep playing. So we'll see what happens. Okay. Well, hell yeah. Well, I feel like this is like a good place to wrap things up. Yeah, definitely. Well, I want to thank you again for taking the time and coming on the the podcast. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I really am thankful that you asked me to be on it. I'm excited about it. Thank you so much. Hell yeah. And uh, is there anything you wanted to like shout out or plug before we go? Um, not that I can think of, I'm always so bad at that, (laughs) but yeah, it was an honor and it was so much fun talking to you and I'm very thankful. So thank you so much. All right. There you guys have it. Another episode of the Jamie or podcast always on top.